Okay, Nick said he's ready. All right, welcome back to the podcast. It's another lovely episode. We got Nick on the goddamn show today. Um, Hello. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, what's a few words before, um, I guess, by, you know, before we ramble on? Um, I mean, fun things. I met Mia's tonight, and um, I finally got my nose pierced, which was really fun. Um, but yeah, alright, so, let's, what, what do I say? Let's get ready to crumble? Alright, so, Nick was a person I met at Maryville. We used to be really good friends, and, um, we're not friends anymore, but we're on good terms, so that's why he's here today. I mean, if we weren't on Hello. good terms, um, then... <laughs> what is, what is he- what have you said about me on the podcast so far? I haven't said anything about you on the podcast so far. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I talked about ex-boyfriends, but I don't, I don't count you as one. So, <laughs> um, so Nick was a friend of mine at Maryville. Um, he had a golf scholarship at Maryville, and I was just some freaking weirdo that was in his classes. Still mad that he ditched math with me, but it's okay. We still had psych. Um, but yeah, so we did some really fun stuff together. We spent a lot of fun time together, and now we're leaving the shithole of Maryville. Um, but Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, a little bit about myself. Um, I guess the first thing I, I now now that I look back, I when I introduced myself down in the states, I made, made sure to let everybody know that I'm Canadian. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I'm my name's Nick. I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, what else? I I I guess I I don't have much don't have much to say about myself. Just, uh, well, like, just what do you do? What are your hobbies? Come on, Nick. Inform us. What are my hobbies? Yes. Well, well uh, my hobbies, I love to write. I love to write a lot. Uh, I love to journal. I, I'm working working on a little bit, working on some working on some stuff around that. Uh, another one of my hobbies is golf. Uh, as Skylar mentioned, I did have a golf scholarship at... Maryville University, but that actually got rescinded, and we will be able to go into that uh, yes. a little bit later about why that why that got rescinded and some of the some of the stories some of the stories from uh, from Maryville, and I wouldn't quite call it a shithole like you did, like you like you do, Skyler. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call I, it a shithole, but it wasn't my favorite place. I certainly I had more I had more positive moments than negative. The negative ones there, so I'm not gonna, I'm not I'm not gonna tarnish their name. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, I really enjoyed my time there, and it really it was an experience of a lifetime living in America. You you get uh, America. You you guys don't realize. Oh my God! How here we go. You guys are compared to the rest of the world. Oh God! Here we go. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, and leave it leave it to foreigners to tell you guys what. Or what's wrong with your country? All right. And, so, uh, Nick, <laughs> I wrote down a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. So, 
Okay. If we're talking about, um, I mean, you talked about America first, so um, mm-hmm. tell us your favorite memory during your time in the States. Mm. Like, if you had to pick your favorite memory, just... My favorite memory? Yeah. You gotta think. Um, I guess it, it's funny. It's my, my favorite memory would have been. Uh, I can't believe I can't believe I'm saying this, but it was kind of a moment that I'm quite. Uh, I have like I have a lot I have a lot of memories. I mean, I if you had to, to pick about. like one, like one that really sticks out to you, like what what would it be? Um, I wouldn't say that this was my favorite memory, but I would certainly say that it was a memory that changed my life. All right, and go for it. I may or may not have talked with you about this before, Skylar, but um, I had it. Like, I guess it would say be my favorite memory because it really changed my perspective on a lot of things with, with life in general. And it took place November of 2021. And when I say, it's kind of funny that I say my favorite memory from America is when I almost died. Oh my God. Yeah. Is this well, the concussion say, story like, or Is this what? The concussion story or is this a different one? No, not a concussion story. I never got a concussion in hockey? I never got a No, like this uh no, it uh I don't think I might not have told you this, but there was a day last November I was with a couple of my teammates and some friends. We actually had just gone to a St. Louis Blues game. All right. And like, um, and after after the game, we were kind of all singing. We were all dancing, or not dancing. We were all just having a great time in my my teammates' car. Shout out Drew. Shout out Ski. And uh, we, um, on our way back. It, it was actually pretty crazy how we, we were just, it was just kind of normal on our way back. And we pull up and we stop at a red light. Then all of a sudden, well, the light turns green and we start going. And out of nowhere, the driver's ski goes, whoa! And just stops and slams on the brakes. And there was a red truck that was zooming. It was zooming and rammed the red light, and if it weren't for Drew, like, stopping the car, we would have gotten T-boned. Oh, yeah, no, like, that's no joke. I kind of had this moment of realization, like, holy, holy cow, I am that close to dying? Right. And... Ever ever since then, I, I would just say I'd say that I've kind of gone on a different path with how I live my life, and realizing, oh my gosh, I, I only have one of these. So I started I started becoming a lot more ambitious, a lot more 
willing to take risks and do stuff for my do stuff for kind of I kind of developed this why not mentality. And I, I've also, over that time, over this time, I've had to learn, uh, learning right now how to control it and how to utilize that. And kind of, yeah, I would have said, uh, it's kind of weird, as, it, as I said, it's weird to say that my favorite memory was... Was almost <laughs> getting T-boned. almost died. Maybe, maybe, that, maybe that says something about America. But... <laughs> It's certainly certainly a moment, certainly obviously. My life. All right. Um, what were you know? We're still on the topic of America, obviously. What were some things you liked about Maryville? Some, the, some of the things I, I really loved about Maryville was how it was. It was a with it being a smaller school. It it really wasn't hard to like just fit in. And to find different crowds, it was at some point you'd find it would be pretty kind of clicky, like almost like high school, right? Where it was, it was a little bit smaller, but I think that's what makes Maryville so unique is that you see familiar faces every day, and you get to. It was very diverse, like for how small it was and how like like of a wide white population there was. There was a lot of like you know, people from all these different places. Like, it was very diverse. It wasn't just, like, every mm-hmm. single bitch was from America. It was, like, we had you, we had some people from, like, overseas. Like, I found it crazy. I I was like, how did you land in Missouri out of all places? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I get that question a lot coming from Canada. It's like, oh, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, and then you but simply yeah, would that, say that like another, a golf scholarship. That was another aspect. That was another aspect that was that was like a lot of fun is meeting people from different places from all around the world and getting to sit down and learn about different backstories. And I had a my my RA who was from Trinidad got to got to learn about that and just different friends that you make you you, you think and you look back oh. You, uh, that's what that's what you're really that, that's what makes your experience in in college so great is the people you meet. Yeah, I mean, and didn't we have? I just, um, I just feel so grateful for all the all the friends that I made there and, and from all around the world. They they know they knew me as a kid from Canada who wouldn't shut up about about different things who liked Avicii and. A, oh my, my God! I remember that they, one they time. I was like, I remember that one time I said that, like, you would totally fuck Avicii in the ass if you could. You know, I, I, that's actually kind of disrespectful, honestly, Skylar. Okay, it was funny in the moment. Like, he, I, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to talk about that because it's kind of derogatory, making fun of his suicide. I didn't make fun of that. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, it's just, it's, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to talk about that part because I, as I look back, I remember, I remember that joke and yeah, it was funny in the moment, but, but 
I mean, it wasn't funny to you, right? Yeah, it sure, I certainly, it certainly wasn't funny to me, considering how how much that event kind of changed my life as well, right. and how today I'm I'm a lot more open about mental health and struggles, and a lot of the stuff that I'm working towards is centered around the prioritization of your mental health, and if it weren't for that. The one for Avicii, and with him, with him and his story and his struggles, I don't think I'd be in this position today. Right. And um, another question about Maryville would be: What are like some of the like the best people you met on campus? Like, what were the people you were like about at the time? Hmm. Some of the some of the best people on campus. Uh. I would say I mentioned him earlier, Darian, my, my RA. He was certainly, cer- certainly one of the one of the most chill and one of the best people that you could ever meet. But honestly, as I look as I look back, the the people that had the biggest that they had the greatest impact or connection with were the names are like uh, Thornton White, Ty Valley, I still can't say his last name, and Finnegan Stewart. Mm-hmm. They were. I, I don't know if you. I don't know if you ever met them, but they were these. They were these guys who kind of. They they showed me, they showed me a new life and a new pers- perspective through God, and that that it, well, that certainly wasn't something that I was expecting when I went down to Maryville to become a born again Christian, but when. Like I, I became really good friends, and they, those guys, I swear, they are some of the most selfless and some of the most compassionate people you'd ever meet. And they, they brought me, they brought me to a church that I think, yeah, I brought you to. Scott, yeah, we that, went uh, one time. And it was Matthias Lot, and yeah, I'd say it was those, those three guys right there: Thornton, Finn, and Ty. That was like probably the like one of the most like fun like church experiences I've ever had in my life. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it isn't it isn't like your typical church that like it, it's actually it's it's pretty powerful. That Matthias lot uh, it's a it's, uh, I'm gonna explain it's a it's a non congregation church that it's really sent and it's very it, it's it's pretty youth oriented too like you see a lot of college students there going and you really yeah they always have they always have music at the start of end of every sermon and yeah and then the sermons are very powerful they get they they just get you they really get you thinking that's 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 that was my favorite part about Matthias lot is that the sermons get you thinking about your own life. I know you were like you were different after we went to. You were like talking about how you wanted to hang up stuff in your room, and you like hung up those like index cards on your wall in your dorm. Mm-hmm. I I don't yeah, think I remember what they said, but like I just remember that they they say uh, live life to God. Right. 
Jasmine, no, that was, that was, an, like, that was different. I was not expecting, like, to ever go to a different, like, church ever again. I wasn't expecting any of that. But that was, I'm not gonna lie, that was pretty fun. Um, but, like, I, again, we talked about golf. Um, what, like, tell everyone why you like playing golf and what inspired you to start up your golf career. Well, what I, what I love about golf, I guess, so much is the personal challenge. And how it's a very it's a very unique sport that's always you're always you're always battling yourself out there. You're always can't as soon as you get caught up in what other people are doing and what uh, kind of expectations and scores. It's it's very it's one of the most mentally it's probably the most mentally tough games in the world. But how it's one one minute you think you're on top of the world and you think you're the best golfer and then the the next minute the golfing gods will show you otherwise. It's a very it's a it's a game that's test it, it's always a test. And I always found found myself through that challenge, through always pushing myself to and but if I were to think about, to think about golf, it's, it's really, the sport has given me a lot. It's given me a lot of, uh, a lot of ups and downs. But it, it really, it's, it's, I think it's just taught you, like, a lot of lessons in general, because I know in the middle of, like, you know, the second semester, you like were really challenged by golf at the time like um you know you were getting angry on the field and everything and i i think it really did teach you lessons a lot and i i really think it did and i think it made you a better like golfer on the field mm, well i wouldn't well when you don't play golf you can't really become better <laughs> well but yeah guess, you're like, right <laughs> Like yeah, that I did. Uh, it did. My my relationship with golf did reach uh reach a bit of a how do I say it? like it got it got to the point where I actually hated playing golf, and I where I was practicing I was practicing nonstop to try to get better and just grinding, but my results I was so focused on results, so focused on my like the, um, on the competition and producing producing results that it became a cycle that where I felt like my emotional state, my mental health was tied with the competition and tied with golf. And at that point I I I kinda realized, man, it's or through through the help of I, uh, through the help of my captain, uh, Austin Fowser, that, that's another man, that's another guy at Maryville who I would say is 
one of the, again, one of the most selfless and one of the best people you could ever meet. He, he pretty, pretty much phrased it like, you know, you know, Nick, golf, golf is only temporary. Golf is only a game. It isn't life or death. And I was getting so caught up in producing golf that I, I really, I really wasn't taking care of myself very much. And that's why I stepped away. And on top of that, I, I was struggling with, I, I was struggling quite heavily with suicidal thoughts and with some, with some other mental, some other mental health struggles that I knew I needed to take care of. Which was the and right thing to do. And in the moment, like when that was going on, I, on I was really proud of you for that because like, yes, the golf team was really important, right? Like, you got the whole scholarship mm -hmm. going for you. But when you were talking to, like, your counselor and everything and talking about stepping back from golf for a bit because of your mental health, I I thought that was amazing. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I thought that was, like, probably the most mature thing someone could ever do. Because mm -hmm. mental health yeah. always comes first. Like, yes, you have goals set in your life. Like, for example, your goal at the time was to see results and get better at golf and, like, everything like that. But it was like your mental health is way more important, more than anything in the world, because no one needs to lose you. Yeah. And I wish... As I look back, some, I wish I wish some of my teammates would just kind of saw that the same way too. But I guess, um, like, as I look back, there there are some things that I all that I should have done differently. Because now I'm sitting at the point where I was not given my golf scholarship again because my coach was my coach was afraid that the same that the same issues would present themselves again next year where I I would have to end up taking like end up taking another time away from golf and he would be stuck with an empty an empty roster spot. But I as I look back one thing one thing that is very always very important with with mental health is speaking out and looking looking to those who you can trust and be open with. And what I didn't do was give my teammates some explanation or some better insight to why I was stepping away. I think Austin Austin and maybe some Austin was the only person who I talked with and was sharing them about kind of my my inner thoughts and what I was having. And so he, I know he was always on my side, but when I wouldn't communicate with the rest of my teammates, they were left uh, speculating and assuming. Right. And, and it that, was hard for you at that, that time. That, that create like, yes, there it, it's tough. It's tough to speak out, certainly. And I... I, I was I was focusing on myself a lot, but and prioritizing my own mental health. But 
And I think also some of the confusion, some of the frustration that I was feeling was kind of, oh, why, why does it feel like that my teammates are kind of pulling away, or why, why don't my teammates understand what I'm going through? But the other side of that, they didn't even know. I never told them. Right. And that's that's something that it's. I mean, as a look back, I definitely should have done is given them, given them a full explanation or full reason. Okay, I'm pulling myself from the team for now, and I, I didn't also. I didn't see myself as quitting the team. I didn't want to quit the team. I just knew I had to step away from golf. That that was my that was my main thing was just with golf. But I didn't communicate with my with my teammates like, okay, these were the thoughts that I was having. These I was having suicidal thoughts on the golf course and putting so much pressure on myself that I I didn't find any enjoyment anymore. And the best my best course of action is what I would be to just take a step away from the game. And yeah, like I don't, I don't want to. Like I don't, I don't like talk. I don't get. Because there, there's this one, there's this one example where I got in. I actually got in a verbal fight with my roommate. Oh yeah, I think I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, and I got I got in a verbal a verbal fight with my roommate where I there there were just there was just some points where I how do I say this like it s I how, how do I give some backstory but I got in this I got in this fight with my roommate where. I I kind of like made fun of or made fun of this comment that he made one day in yoga about his own IQ. Like he he was kind of joking around with cap with our captain saying, "Oh my my IQ my IQ is one eighty, motherfucker. I, I'm smart." And in my head, I'm like, "Oh boy." <laughs> I, I after he said that, there there's this famous quote from Stephen Hawking that. Uh, that I that I immediately thought of, and it's people who people who boast about their IQs are stupid or are losers. And much to my, uh, I, I would I would say I, I was feeling a bit mischievous. And this was also later. This was later in the year where I felt like. I didn't really have a good connection with some of the teammates and much, maybe I, like, I, I shouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I, I shouldn't have done it because it was kind of just useless, but I wrote that exact quote, people who boast about their IQs are losers on a note and I left it underneath our rooms, I left it on the floor of our room's toilet. So the next time my roommate went in there, he would see that, 
and uh, yeah, and then I did that, and then a couple of hours later, I returned to the room, and he just starts absolutely berating me, saying, oh, you're calling me a loser? You're a loser. He, he just kept on calling me a loser nonstop for, like, I don't, like, I don't practice, I don't, he doesn't see me at tournaments, you're a loser. He just kept on calling me a loser, nonstop. And it was just... Yeah, and didn't his uh, girlfriend get involved? Sorry? Didn't his girlfriend get involved afterwards because she talked to you after you guys had that yell, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, his girlfriend was right next to him in bed. And they, like... It's... I don't know. You, you could just... And... Like, they... It, it became it became evident, like, later in the year. They, they just did not, like... It became evident later in the year, like, there, there was just some tension between us, and it wasn't, it wasn't all that, and actually, it, 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 our, our relationship throughout the year went on a steady decline, mm. and that was after, after Christmas break, and I think a lot of it was to do with, like, I, a lot of it was honestly to do with, I think, our, like, they eat. I don't know. I I don't I don't want to speculate. I don't want to put words in his mouth. But I it's just our relationships just was breaking throughout. The, like was slowly slowly melting and slowly just getting worse and worse. And finally, at it was at the end. Of, I remember the end of the year where we were saying our last goodbyes. And obviously, we we said we said goodbye to each other. We hugged and whatnot. His girlfriend never even said bye to me. Uh, and I look afterwards and he completely unadded me on Snapchat and I was like, Oh what uh what 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 happened there and of course I, I can't I, I can't look at what he did, I can only look at what I did. Right. And as I look back, I don't think I I wasn't I wasn't a very good roommate. I don't think. I, I wouldn't he, Mac, uh, my my roommate, his name's Max. He, like, our our, our my, I don't know. Through, throughout the throughout the second semester, I started to develop like this kind of night owl routine, where I'd be staying up until and working until twelve thirty one o'clock in the morning, and then that's when I'd return back to the dorms, but and this would wake him up. And he'd, he'd be in bed by eleven, eleven thirty, mm. and that just kind of slowly continued over time. And then when, <clears throat> yeah, it's just, and they they would talk with me about like, okay, why when um, just try to be a little more quieter, and because I would be waking them up and just. And to be honest, if I was in their if I was in their shoes, I probably would have gotten annoyed too. I just 
didn't really see didn't really see a problem with what I was doing. And I if I could do it again, yeah, I would definitely want to be a lot more cooperative. Right. But I just that that like the last month and a half there, it was it was honestly just this big scramble, just just this big blur as I look back where I took a step away from golf and I just wanted to focus solely on kind of unleashing my creative side and like yeah it was it was quite the experience I'll say that there's as I said there's some things that I wish I could have done differently but and now now all I get all I all I can do is think back and reflect Right. Every day, you know, you learn something new. You learn from experiences, and you can only grow from them, right? Right. Um, but, um, you know, if we're talking about creativeness, um, inform us about your new book. My book? Yes, your book. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk about, yeah, I, uh, well, it's not, it's not a new book, it's still in the works, but it's this, uh, yeah, I, I found, I found myself very passionate, or I found my, my purpose, I would rather say, in writing, and when I say writing, it would be more, I love, I love to journal. I love to journal my own thoughts and my own interpretations because sometimes I, I feel like I have uh, I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of crazy, crazy ideas circulating around in my brain, and who knows? I could just write them down on paper, and they, they don't seem as crazy anymore. <laughs> but when uh, my, my book, it is called it is called Conversations in a Whole. And yes, I'm still I'm still working on this, but basically it's a it's a book that is centered around that uh, every everybody has that little voice in their head, or everyone has kind of an internal conversation going on between two different sides, like and that is that is how a lot of anxiety is built up is when you're you're kind of very uh, double-minded. It's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. You're double-minded, and you're constantly thinking, "Oh, is this the way to do it? Oh, but this person said that thing," and you're just flip-flopping back and forth. And there's always this internal conversation going on in your head with your with your with your inner voice. And I thought, you know, maybe maybe a good thing to do would be to actually highlight what that conversation is in my head and put it out on paper to share to share with other to share with others because can't uh, it is impossible for us to read minds right but i'm giving people i'm giving people an, an insight into my mind and i hope people get enjoyment out of it and like there's some things that i talk about with just my you know just it's it's honestly it's a it's a big journal 
about how how I see different things, different things I've gathered from, uh, like, well, another thing I should mention, each chapter is called Conversation I Would Have About This, or Conversation, a conversation I would have about girls, or a conversation I would have about life, a conversation I would have about sports, kind of the stuff that has given me my life's meaning. And a big part of it is also talking about the people who have changed my life for the most, like the people who have changed my life the most. I'm very interested in the chapter about me, because I know you wrote me in your book, and I'm I'm excited to read it. I'm excited to read everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like everybody... My my favorite my favorite thing to do in the world is talk or have conversations with people because I I'm in the I have the there there's a saying out there where everybody everybody you meet is a master in something that you are not. So there is something that everybody knows. Everybody else knows that you don't. And being with being a curious person, always wanting to learn, what better way to do that than through conversation? Right. And know, understanding how to ask the right questions and be be a trustworthy person. I've I've had I've had some crazy experiences in my life that I wouldn't have gotten without simple conversations. And like for example, a crazy a crazy story, a crazy time that I had was when I was in uh, I was in Nashville one weekend, and through a series of conversations, I well actually you know what I'll leave I'll leave that for the book. Ah yes, how close are you to finishing that book? Oh, not close. Not I close at all. A, I still have like there there's still a lot that I could write about, and that's the thing. It's like. I don't even know, I don't have a date of when I'm going to finish it. I just, I just find writing, I always like to just write about what's on my mind. And, but I will say there is this one chapter that I, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit, I'm quite proud of. This is, this is chapter called The Conversation I Would Have with the King of Canada. And the entire chapter is dedicated to Drake. Oh my gosh, and yes, and you use song. lyrics from Drake songs, right? Yes. I would <laughs> yeah, I would write I would write different things with uh like just using Drake lyrics and kinda of using epiphanies or little uh like how I would say like alliterations. Mm. I would take Drake lyrics and write about them and how they have almost contributed to my life, and how it, it's kind of, it, it's it's a lot, it's, uh, I'll see, I'll pull up on my phone this, uh, this chapter, and I'll, I, I'll read a little bit from it. Uh, but uh, just allow me to go, uh, And 
like there there's this part where I would take like a song, let's just say Wants and Needs. Wants and Needs, the famous song with him and with him and Little Baby that came out last year. And um Yeah, so it's just like I take I take the I take the title of a song and the lyrics and write about it. So I'll give this example. When it comes to a relationship, a man needs to know his wants and needs. If you agree, if you disagree with me, leave me out the nonsense. This shit is not a contest. When you bark up the wrong tree, you will only fall off. Strong relationships get built over time by developing trust. Your friends will come around later and ask, how did you do it? I guess they were just sleeping. If you're having relationship problems, I am not sure if Kanye West is the best person to rely on. You should talk to Jesus instead. We all have sins on our mind, but not everybody has M's. Friends are always great to turn to when you need help, especially if you're in love with two girls at one time. So I would say like that that's just a glimpse that's just just that's just a part of the chapter, but the entire chapter is dedicated to Ray. Like I want he of course I I don't even of course I want this book to be published and for other people to read, but he is the only person that I'd be like, okay, yeah, you can it's because he I want him to read it because he at the very start of the chapter I I lay out this very valuable lesson that he has taught me. And that is, there is no tool that we possess in this world that is more powerful than our voice. And it's amazing how throughout his career, and he's been able to use his voice to become, like, become an icon. Right. So hopefully you'll get the uh, book done, right? I mean, I don't want—I don't want you to spoil this whole chapter because you know, obviously, a bunch of people are going to read it, and you're eventually going to get this published. Yeah, people are people are either going to love it or hate it. Yeah. I mean, that's with all books, though. I mean, people might think it's really people might think it's really good. People might think it's terrible, and you know, we don't have any control over that. Righty. Um, let's see. What, what else? Um, I mean, before we get into your favorite topic, which is Canada, um, (laughs) I know, um, tell us a little bit about your mental health page. Um, what was it? Operation Unseen Scars? Yes. Operation, Operation Unseen Scars. Yes. Well, it is. A social media, it's a social media site that I am, I've, that I'm going to be working on. It's still, it's still in the works, but it's, uh, like, it, it, it's really, it's really about looking into cases of mental health or suicide and depression and looking at it through the lens of, Okay, how could how could we have saved this person? 
or how we can save the next person. So some some examples would be like how we could have saved Juice World. And here's a guy who we all we all loved and adored for his music and he would his music was almost like a therapy to a lot of people. But It's really looking into kind of, you know what, yes, we can look on it and say how how devastated that we are that Juice World died, but honestly, I, I'm surprised that people were shocked, because he would, in his songs, he would be open about, he would be open about his, his addictions and his mental health struggles, but because he was famous... It would have been tough for him to get the get the help that he needed, and it really it's really about going into like okay, Juice World, he's from Chicago. These are these are some of the addiction clinics or some of the some of the places that Juice World could have went to, and on top of that, or to help help with his addictions. But then the other side of it is. There could be a story, a good story about someone who was in the same, who was in the same position as Juice World with their addictions, but they got clean and through treatment, this is who they are today, and kind of an inspiring story because these examples of celebrities like Mac Miller, Juice World, Avicii, they're all they're all famous people and they get a lot of attention. But these these stories and these um, like overdoses and suicides, they're happening all around the country and all around the world in with neighborhoods, with friends and families that they don't get they don't have the same spotlight as they did. But if more people knew the stories of these people and kind of what led up to their ultimate deaths, and kind of the signs of, oh, depression, of anxiety, of substance abuse, they would know, oh, I have a friend who's kind of in the same scenario. This is how I can help them out. So it's really, it's using, using examples of, using examples of celebrities that we adored and that we loved and give it almost like, it's just, I just I find it it's very it's very sad that we tend to kind of just forget about like when when Juice World died it's kind of it's news for it's news for a couple days people are people are obviously sad for a couple days and a week and that that is that's perfectly that's perfectly fine but it's almost like people forget, or pe- um, I wouldn't say people forget. I would say we we have a we have a tendency. We have a hu- there's a there's a tendency among humans that we uh, we don't realize how valuable something is until they are gone. And so when. Juice World, when when his soul left this earth, God, God rest his soul. It's people are slating 
people are flooding with, oh, I miss you, I'm like you, you touch me, and he's 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 a he's a person that touched so many lives. But what if through telling his story, which ultimately led up to death, could save lives, could give people a bit of knowledge on how, oh yeah, I have a friend who's struggling with addictions. This is how I can help. Exactly. And I feel like it goes the same for, like, you know, like, your favorite artists, Avicii and Mac Miller. But the thing that I like, the same thing with you saying you don't realize how valuable something is until it's gone. But you notice how when these artists commit suicide and stuff, or, like, die, that's when they're, like, ratings go up. Like, that's when their songs blow up. That's when... Like everyone starts listening to their stuff, and I I feel like that's I feel like that's not a great I, I, I way. Would, it's not good, but it's like I'm I'm guilty of that. I wouldn't have, I, I'm I'm guilty of that with Avicii. I I can certainly say I would not be as passionate about Avicii as if if he was still alive. I'm I'm certainly guilty of that. But what I want is to kind of for people to just learn from from those experiences from these celebrities so that maybe they could not only help their friends but help themselves too right and yeah it's um like yeah but you're you're not you're not wrong when you said it's it's kind of common where a best a best thing for an artist for an artist's sales is to pass away, and we saw that with, um, like we we saw that with, like just with anybody. You kind of you kind of listen to their music and appreciate the gift that they gave us while they were living. Like, how do I say right right now? Um, like people, let's just say like. Skyler, you and I, one time, we were having this debate about Drake and how he was, like, oh, he might not be, like, we were having this debate about his new album, and, like, I, I personally think that Drake is, could be argued with some of the greatest musicians of all time, but you, you weren't thinking the other, you weren't thinking the same way, but let's just say, what if tomorrow Drake died? Would we still be having that debate of whether he is one of the best or not? No. Everyone would suddenly become a Drake fan. Exactly. Everyone would be a Drake fan and be saying, "Oh, thank, thank you for, thank you for the gifts. Thank you for, thank you for the art that, or thank you for the inspiration that you gave to my life." That's what people would be saying. And so you don't you don't appreciate something until it's gone, and I think that's that that can be said with that can be said with anything in life. Right. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna start you know coming towards the end of our episode, but we're gonna close it off with uh, your favorite thing in the whole wide world, Canada. The greatest country in the whole world. Uh, no, your uh yeah, my friends over here putting the thumbs down over here. Oh, yeah, she says we, wrong. We I've been to have, Canada. We don't have news of 
mass shootings every couple okay, weeks. Okay, okay. All right, that that was a little far. But um, what what's your favorite thing to do in Canada? Like, I know you love Canada. There's a lot of things you love, but like, again, if you had to pick one favorite thing. You know, one of my favorite things would be, let's just, mm, I think, the people. The people in, in Canada. It's, I think, it's a general thing with Canadians where we know how good we have it, and we know how fortunate we are, and it is very rare that you will hear one of us complain. Like we're we're very we're very appreciative towards what we have, and that's one thing that I found when I when I went down to St. Louis and when I was living in America, I found that I found that Americans complain a lot. They always think about oh what don't they have? They always want to have more, and when when you come up to Canada, you don't you don't quite get the same. Like, yeah, of course there will be people complaining. But it's just people are generally more happy here. More appreciative. And I think that that speaks volumes to how, how how different our countries are. Americans always think about like um, Americans are always on this constant chase or you know, this constant grind to be better. And if you look at statistics, America has some of the worst, obviously, some of the worst obesity rates. They have some of the worst divorce rates in the world. And, like, it's just generally with how hardworking and with how individual America is, it is easy to see how people are generally less happy. But in Canada, we, we share a lot of it. Like the, we like we, we know how to have fun and we I think another thing is because of some of our brutal weather conditions in the winter we're we're kind of like oh yeah is this is this really the worst that we can have it it ain't that bad if we can if we can if we can tough through if we can get through minus thirty degree weather in the winter then what else is out there? Right. We don't. We don't have so bad. We we're very. I'd say, like I said, with the people, we're very appreciative. Where Americans are very. I want. Americans right. Are want more. Um. Well, I know you told me about this, but I know other people would love to hear about this the dumbest question you've ever gotten from an American. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, they, these things, it makes, maybe I should put that another on another thing with being Canadian, is being, like, knowledgeable of the world, because that is certainly what Americans are. <laughs> like, we, we actually have an understand, like, like, I mean, I, I, sometimes, there are some times where I question, like, or it, it's, like, you look at America and the education system, it's like, it's like it's a bubble. All these guys hear about 
are events from an American perspective. It's unbelievable. I, I was shocked to I was shocked to have to explain to Americans that Canada was in World War Two, and we were uh, we we Canadians were at Eden. Like historical events where you guys just think everything's just America first, America strikes everything. Well, I mean that is but, the uh, uh, education I, system for you. Um. <laughs> It, it's all but about America quest, when learning I, about history. I say the quest, the question is like, I certainly say the worst, the, the craziest question I ever got asked was, uh, uh, the most interesting was, do Canadians celebrate Christmas? <laughs> or, uh, what time is it in Canada? Oh, yeah, yeah, because it wasn't it because someone thought that, like, since it's a different country, it runs on a totally different time, even though it doesn't matter because yeah. it's in the even same though, even zone. Though it doesn't matter. Like, it's just, as Canadians, we kind of get a little bit, there's this very anti, anti-American, a little bit, like an anti-American establishment in Canada. And it's because we have this, we have, we're, we're kind of pissed off by you guys where we are so close to you guys, we are so close, but yet the general or the typical American kind of knows nothing about Canada. We know everything about America, because America is, how do I say, you guys are very loud, and honestly, you, you, guys, you guys produce a lot of good content on TV. I'll give you guys that. We watch, we watch all your TV. And, but... It's like, I found it so interesting, like, it almost kind of irritating sometimes to have to explain where my city is or where my province is. People wouldn't even know what Alberta is. People wouldn't know what Edmonton is, even though Edmonton is a pretty big city. We have over a million people. And it's, it's a city people have never heard of. And so that that's kind of what tributes to like the the outside of American belief that you guys are just in a bubble that's only that's only all you guys learn about is America and the stuff that you guys know about different countries are really kind of just stereotypes. Right. I, I mean again it's news, the like, it's the education system. It's you know, it's whatever. But most well, most not, people know not, about like Montreal not, and stuff. Just, it's not just the education system. It's also you guys' news. Like you news, you guys' news. It's like everything. It's like it just portrays kind of America as the world. And if it's some, everything's an issue solely in America. When when you watch stuff like from like CNN and CNN and Fox, you generally only hear about American issues. Well, well I mean, right now at the, the same time... Everyone's, everyone's talking about that. But if you watch, like, BBC, like a British, like British Broadcasting Corporation, they'll have news stories from all around the world. Well, I mean, most of our big, and like, news it. broadcasting is about America because, obviously, we live in freaking America. 
So, I mean, that's really the news people really want to hear from here, like, in the States, obviously, because, like, we hear stuff about, like, the Texas school shooting and the economy kind of going to shit right now. I mean, I, I feel like the thing with Americans is that, like, we want to learn more about, like, different countries like that's why you kind of got stupid questions because we're curious mm -hmm. but no, like that, that is that is one no you're fine um but like we're curious but we don't know a whole lot and that's why we ask dumb questions because we might as well mm -hmm. just get the stupid questions out of the way before we actually have like you know not so mm -hmm. stupid questions and but, I mean, I remember you talking about how, like, yes, we're curious, but we don't actually take the time to learn about different countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is correct. <laughs> but there, that is one thing, one thing. One thing I would give to Americans is that, like, you guys are a lot more, a lot more friendly than I thought you would be. It's like when, when, you, when you talk to us with Americans, they say that, you're from Can like when I tell them I'm from Canada, they instantly become interested, and we're asking the questions, and that's something that it's like you feel like it, it is it is pretty great to like that you're appreciative and that they're so curious to know about more about your country. It's yeah, like that's that was something that was always just kind of this warm welcoming feeling whenever whenever you would introduce yourself or whenever you meet someone new. And that's something that I, I loved about America. And there, there's certainly, there are a lot of things that I love about America. And it's really an experience that I'll, I'll always be thankful for. And really showing me the way of how, about how to live a life leading red, white, and blue and freedom, baby. <laughs> Um, hopefully I'm still considered as not your typical American, but if that's changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, how, how do I say, um, yeah, let's, let's test, let's test that to see if you're not, let's see, if, see if how, uh, how typical of an American you are. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's you said let's I wasn't the typical let's American. Let's That's... Let's see how good... Let's see how, uh, how good you are, uh, with geography. Oh, fuck me. Oh, God. Okay, take it away. What is, uh... What is the... What's the capital... What's a good country I could get? What's the capital of... Finland? Oh, fuck. Finland. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that's a really. Be honest, if you're using Google or not, don't 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 use Google here. She's using guess. fucking Google. I'm give, just give, your, give the viewers something to listen to. Oh God, I don't I don't know anything about Finland. I oh, I really boy. I maybe. maybe uh, no, 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 you said I wasn't the typical answer, American. Maybe my, be, maybe my answer has to be changed. Maybe you are a typical American. Oh, because I don't know the capital of fucking Finland. Correct. <laughs> that shouldn't determine shit. 
don't know. I think a lot. I think a lot of people would know your answer is called Cindy. No, not me. That's just your best. Oh my fucking god! You suck. <laughs> you fucking suck. Okay, then what was what was the reason why you thought I wasn't the typical American? Uh, just just humor me. It's because you're a lot more. It just, but you weren't. I'm at like it, it. also could have to do with the region. Like we were in the Midwest, and you were from New England. But it's just you weren't. You weren't like a lot of people in Missouri. Uh, yeah, because I'm not fucking you boring. Are not <laughs> I'm not boring. Everyone, everyone to me seemed the same in Missouri. I don't know if it was just me, but everyone kind of seemed like the same person, just different font. Like, but I mean, if you're if you're not the uh, if you think you're big shot, all right. Um, what's the capital of New Hampshire, Nick? Capital of New Hampshire. Yeah. Don't use Google. You better not be using Google uh, right I'm now. Being honest, I'm, if I'm going to be honest, the only city I know in New Hampshire is Concord. That's where you're from. Well, you got that right. Uh, at least I could point. At least I could point to New Hampshire on the map. Okay. Well, shit. Uh, hey, big shot. Oh God, Mia! What? What's the capital of Vermont? What's the capital of Vermont then? What is the capital of Vermont? Don't use Google. That's nice and close to you. You can see it. Yeah, it's nice and close. Okay. Um. Maybe not to where like, you live, but pretty close to Montreal. Does it start? Does it start with an M? M. An M. Monta. No. no. Monta. Montpelier? 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 Yeah. It's not Montpelier. It's not Montpelier. Oh, shit. Yes, it is. You're fucking stupid, Mia. Oh, my God. Oh, you thought it was Burlington. What's the capital of Maine? What's the capital of Maine? We're quizzing Nick tonight. Capital of Maine? Do not Google it. If yeah, if he gets this right, oh, yeah, no, right I swear. It's the same. It's the same city as the greatest, as the host of the best. Uh, it's the same city. It has the same name of the same city in Georgia with the best golf course in the world, Augusta. Google. He's googling this shit. No, that. he's googling oh, this shit. Uh-uh, that's because sus. Sus! Augusta. Augusta is, any golfer knows what Augusta is. And, yeah. Alright, fuck. Let's throw out a random one. What what state should we throw out? I, I like quizzing him, because he threw out fucking Finland. <laughs> Let's see. Mia, what, what state should yeah, we do? Finland's a country, not a state. Okay, well, it's still random. 
It's a random place to throw out. Finland's pretty well known. Don't encourage if you have any Finnish if you have any Finnish listeners, I'm sure they, they wouldn't be very happy. Ooh, good one. Rhode Island. Rhode Island? Quahog. <laughs> Damn. Um, uh, I swear I he's using Google. Oh, he doesn't know. He doesn't know the Rhode Island one. Providence, baby. Providence. Okay. I'll give I'll give you guys okay, I'll give you guys a Canadian one. Oh shit. What's the capital what's the capital of what's the capital of Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan? Mia says it's British oh, Columbia. My, oh my god. Is that, it no, that is that is completely different. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, I didn't give my fucking guess I might yet. Have to, I might have to get. I might have to get off this right now. Oh my god! Stop. He just said British. British Columbia is an entirely different province. That's like me saying the capital of Rhode Island is Vermont. <laughs> she said my dad. Not from fucking Canada. The cap. The, the capital of Georgia is South Carolina. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She doesn't know. Have you been to Canada twice? She's been to Canada fucking twice, and I've been to Canada like maybe three have times. Where where in Canada have you been to? Toronto and Montreal. Of course. Well we the closest course. they're the, to they're us. like a four hour drive. I shit you not, Nick. Like I on my way to British Columbia once. Oh. My bed can't got those Oh, there you go. Uh, like, on my drive back to St. Like, on my drive back home from St. Louis, literally, I pass by a Montreal sign, like, like, to go towards Montreal. Like, that's how fucking close we are. Okay. Well, maybe next time you guys gotta see more of the, how do I say, the nature parts of Canada. Okay. Well, I said I was gonna go to Edmonton, but then we stopped being friends, so now I feel like I'd look really fucking foolish going. Well, I've actually, well, I mean, yeah, you would be kind of foolish going because I'm not living in Edmonton right now. I mean, you could, you could visit my mom. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Your mom was so sweet. <laughs> but no, I, I'm actually, I'm living right in the, I'm living in the mountains. Well, I just in Alberta in general, I feel like I would look pretty foolish because we're not fucking friends anymore. So I feel like I would look really dumb. Well, get like search up search up Canmore online and tell me that is not a place you would want to visit. I think you showed me pictures once. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that really wraps it up. I mean. Let's see. I always have a segment on what's hot in media. So, is there anything crazy popular in Canada media right now that you know sticks out to you right now? Uh, anything crazy in Canadian media right now? Yeah. Well, I guess I guess the hot topic is my my hometown Edmonton Oilers are currently in the Western Conference Finals. There you go. And, 
Yeah, I think that that would be that would be something that would be something for the uh, the listeners of get ready to crumble the dome and cheer for the Oilers, especially because well, you guys are you. Celtics, baby. Oh, yeah. Celtics, Celtics okay. are in the finals. Yeah, Celtics are in the finals. That's right. But there was this um, there's this famous guy going around, like a celebrity, because there's this, there's this huge watch party for a game. And we're playing we, we're playing we're playing Calgary. I guess I have to explain this to Americans. We had a it was a battle. Of, it was called the Battle of Alberta. And we uh, pretty much both both NHL teams from Alberta. We, we we're rivals. We hate each other. Didn't you guys lose to them? Sorry. Didn't you guys lose to them this year? No, the Oilers won. Like we might have lost to them in a game like earlier in the year, but we won the like we won the Edmonton won the playoff series. But anyways, I guess with pop culture, there was this uh, there was this clip of at a watch party, or it was a celebration after a game, when there was a guy. The story the story is he chugged an entire bottle of pretty much a Mickey of vodka. Oh my god! And got up on the side, and he uh, he projectile vomited. Bunch of people. Oh boy. In American news. And so, here we go. American news. You get this, American. Nick. Johnny Depp won against Amber mm-hmm. Heard. He won mm-hmm. over millions of dollars. 10.35 million dollars. Against his fucking ex wife. Who beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Did you even, like, watch the, like, even parts of the trial for that, Nick? Nick? Sorry, what was that? I said, um, did you even watch, uh, parts of the trial for that? No, I I don't pay attention to a lot of celebrity. You've never seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, like I, cool, I guess. Oh my gosh. Anyways, yeah. so that's gonna wrap uh, up I'm our up, show. Okay, okay. Um, I'd like to say thank you, Nick, for coming on the show and okay, deciding cool, to quiz me. <laughs> and now, now you know what the capital of Finland is. Oh, thank you for educating me. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, but uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on, and it was certainly it was certainly good to catch up and chat about some things. Hopefully, hopefully, there's some people who got to uh, got to learn a little bit more about Nick Bremer. Oh, lovely. Nick could probably share his whole life story if he wanted to. That's how much he talks. Oh yeah. And I w- yeah. I want to say before we officially end this, um. You want to know the real reason why I started this podcast? Why? Well, one, there was this conversation we had in your dorm one time, because we usually had these, like, really deep conversations a lot. 
when we would hang out. That's what I love. That's what I love to do. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, but you one time said that I should start a podcast because of how much I fucking talk. And so when I got home after everything happened, I thought about it. And then a bunch of other people said that it was a good idea. And so I started this up. But on the side note, you said you were starting a podcast. And so me being me, apparently your typical American, um, I was like, well, shit, I bet I could host a better podcast than this Canadian. And so here I am with you on my podcast and a lot of people oh. that like my podcast. Oh. Well, there we go. So this is this is basically my podcast. So basically, so basically if it weren't for me, this podcast wouldn't exist. Kind of. Oh, well, I'll take I'll take that as badge of honor. Oh yes. Well, uh, you I have multiple that, badges uh, of honor from me. Please, please link, please link my PayPal in the description of this <laughs> podcast, and I'll be, I'll be, I'll be taking donations, and I'll, I'll, I'll also be, I'll also be expecting some royalties for any revenue you guys oh may generate. Oh my God, you're when, not, uh, no, you're not the, getting any of that. A little bit more. I'll, get a, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have a, I'll have a share of the profits. No. No, you won't. How does how does how does how does thirty percent sound? I'll give you like three bucks. <laughs> three three bucks for every ten dollars you make. No. Three dollars is better than no dollars. Three three dollars is better than zero. Um, but thank you, thank you a lot. Take it or leave it. Yeah, take it or leave it. Right. But thank you, I, I really do appreciate it, because I didn't know that you were going to actually, like, you know, be, like, about doing this, since, obviously, we kind of, oh. like, went our separate ways. And I'm glad I got to share this hour and a half with you, um, tonight, but, I mean, it's late, um, we had an amazing podcast, um, and I would like to say thank you, and thank you to everyone who listened in and yeah yeah, yeah i guess yeah. let's get ready to crumble <laughs> thanks, for having, thanks for having me on darling of course um and yeah so that's gonna be the end of the podcast and thanks for listening Bye bye <laughs>